After my heart attack, cash from active care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from active care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is active care? Active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Penn Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Someone you know has probably experienced cancer, a heart attack, or stroke. The odds of experiencing one of these are high, which could result in bills for thousands of dollars in out-of-pocket expenses. How would you pay for it? With your savings? There is another option. It's called Active Care. Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from ten to sixty thousand dollars. And with Active Care, the cash is yours to use as you see fit. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. Well, good morning and welcome to the Morning Report. It is Monday, April 20th. It's 420 for all you potheads. <laughs> it'll give you it'll give you something. You know what well, because you're you mean because you're locked up in your home. I guess you can I guess you can light up. I don't care. You're probably already baked. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. You're probably already baked flipping potheads anyway. It's 420. It's 420. Good God. How? Uh, this is going to be a pretty non-political day probably because most of you will be stoned out of your friggin' minds. <laughs> yeah, I'm picking on you. Yeah, you, you, but, but you, you won't remember it. You'll be, hung, you'll be hungry in five minutes and you won't remember. Uh, I wanted to um, start this week. This week is going to be a super, super special week. Uh, we've got a brand new element on the program uh, moving forward. It's called Bryce is Right. Um, it's a good friend of mine, Tim Bryce, who is a um, a person uh, from Palm Harbor that has been covering politics for 40 years. We have a, a segment called Bryce is Right that's going to be on the program now. Welcome. I'd like to welcome Tim Bryce to the FightBackMedia.com network. Thank you ever so much for being so gracious as to join us. I uh, wanted to talk about what's, what is happening um, as we move forward in, the, in, in this whole, uh, are we going to reopen this place or not? So we're going to talk a little bit about, about that. We're also going to, um, again, talk about what's, what's happening here in Florida. I know you're hearing some stuff about Florida's opening their beaches. Oh my goodness. Florida is going to kill us all. Ah, you know, I know, I know there's a, a lot of Florida man, a lot of Florida man hate. And, 
you know, and and some of it's deserved, and some of it, quite frankly, is 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 foolish. So we're going to, you know, kind of help y'all with some of that and how that's really going. Um, but you know, I just want to get the week started uh, and going as well as possible, and 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 look at things how they are. I also want to talk about how how a lot of this problem, and I'm going to say it is media driven. Um, it just is, it's, it's completely media driven and in and division and, um, strife is, and is good for ratings. It gives people something to talk about. Let's give them something to talk about. Um, and that song, um, was that da 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 um kick them when they're up kick them when they're down you know we want uh we want bad news right we want we want bad news we want um something terrible we we want to know something terrible has happened we we we've almost been conditioned to not to want to know when something is something good is happening when something is going well, when things are working, especially if we've had um, conflict or it's been tough, we don't almost want don't want to know that things are getting better. So that's where we are. Listen, we're going to take a little break. We'll be right back after these messages. I've got two screens now, so it takes me longer to move my monitor, move my mouse. We'll be right back. You know, every man my age should have three things, in my opinion. First, you should have your own barber. Second, you should have your own car mechanic. And third, you should have your own florist. That's right, florist. My florist is Christine Vasconcello at Blooming Day's Flower Shop, located at 11618. North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida. An FTD Top 100 florist, Blooming Days meets all of your floral needs while respecting your budget. Give Christine a call at 813-933-1942. www.bloomingdays.com This is Willie Lawson for the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. You can have access to a growing nationwide network of attorneys and legal experts. You can get bail assistance. Um, The network provides up to $25,000 to post bail on behalf of a member who has used force in self-defense. The fee deposit your attorney immediately after a self-defense for representation during questioning and other vital defense services. You can reach us at ARM Citizens Legal Defense Network. Our number is 
360-978-5200. That's 360-978-5200. Or go to www.armedcitizensnetwork.org. Right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, you know, yesterday my wife and I were watching um, the, the the president's uh, briefing on coronavirus, and I'm gonna tell you, <laughs> and if you have to, for me, if you have to compare Barack Obama and Donald Trump in decision makings. I think Donald Trump wins, and he wins for one reason, one reason only, one reason only, is enough. Enough points for Trump on this to win, to win, no matter what other decisions that were okay or good or great even from Barack Obama. And that decision is, one of those guys picked Joe Biden as his vice president, and the other guy picked Mike Pence. Holy Jesus. Is Pence not badass? Pence sort of gives you that uh, a sort of softer, gentler version of Dick Cheney. Now, I'm a Dick Cheney fan because I I mean, any dude who does an interview with Oprah Winfrey with his heart in a box, he's got a heart pump before he gets his heart transplant and he's walking around his backyard with his heart, basically his pump in his hand. So he sits down, uh, you know what, in a, on the lawn furniture and puts his heart down, you know, d- down by his feet, crosses his legs, smiles and has an interview with Oprah. Holy crap. <laughs> I was like, woo. Ah, yeah. Yeah. Cheney. Of course he shot his friend in the face and said, what the hell were you doing? You jumped in front of my bullets. I I would have I would have got that shot if you hadn't put your damn face there. That's Cheney. Holy crap! Roll around, roll around, put some dirt on it. Stop being such a pussy. <laughs> I love Dick Cheney, um, and Mike Pence sort of puts me in the same mind frame. Maybe not as maybe not as mean. But every bit is focused, every bit is smart, every bit is maybe maybe a lot more polished even. You know, I'm watching the press conference and and, um, uh, Pence is standing there, you know, standing there in, in in a black jacket and a red, white and blue tie. Looks like he just got back from church. Where he serves. Uh, I mean, where he's obviously on the, quote, on the deacon board, he's an elder, he's, you know, when he's serving in some capacity in the church, because he's dressed like it. And I thought, dang. I was looking at him going, perfect. Trump couldn't have done that any better. And if you remember, there was almost no um, dissension about Trump's pick for, for VP. Uh, there was there was some su- surprise from the um, 
from the conservative community like, he picked Pence? Ooh, didn't expect that. Yep, so there you go. Um, there was, I mean, I remember there were people talking about he's 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 probably going to pick a Democrat, blah, 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 you know, and, and all this stuff, and he picked Mike Pence. I think Pence was, I think Pence was the best choice. It wasn't like he decided that he was going to pick Marco Rubio and have um, Jeb Bush as his Secretary of State. See, that was a, that was a decision that that Barack Obama did, you know, he picked, you know, he, he, two of his, two of his opponents ended up being, um, in his cabinet. One was the vice president, the other was the secretary of state. I'm glad, I'm glad he didn't do, I'm glad Trump didn't do that. I'm really happy he did not have to do that. That, that was cool. It was fabulous. In any case, um, but we were talking and, We've, you know, we just decided this is, you know, watching these people in the um, White House press room ask questions of the president and in the manner they ask questions and in the manner that they respond is why people don't trust mainstream media. Now, Now, when I say mainstream media, let me define that term. I'm talking about a number of networks, the usual suspects, MSNBC. CNN, Fox News to a lesser degree, but now that Rupert Murdoch is not running, running the place, the kids are running the place, it's sort of gone the way of the Drudge Report. Maybe not as quickly, but definitely going the way of the Drudge Report. CBS, NBC, ABC. It's just, it's exasperating. It's exasperating. Let me give you an example. Um, the president and the vice president spent a a, a, a lot of time um, lauding the accomplishments that had been made, lauding the accomplishment of a lot of people who have who, who have you know been been good Americans who have pitched in, who have donated, who have turned their automobile factories into factories to build ventilators because the medical professionals said we don't have enough ventilators so uh, so so some of the automobile manufacturers have turned their factories into factories that now manufacture pretty complicated pretty complicated pieces of equipment um, ventilators right this is this is an amazing thing, and the president spent a, a large amount of time thanking them. People who have decided, you know, what who who turn their factories into places. I mean, that used to make underwear now make masks in in ninety five masks, and are doing it in huge numbers and turn their factories around. And in in something that was supposed to take nine months and not now it's taking them five weeks, and now they're producing masks for healthcare workers. He spent some time thanking them. He spent some time thanking um, governors who have done a good job. He said, not everybody, but thanking people who have done a good job. And then there was this question from this from this reporter who said, you know what, um, with 40,000 people north uh, of, of Americans that have died, do you think it's, a, is it's the right time to be self-congratulating? My wife and I just looked at each other and said, first of all, 
That's not what he was doing. It wasn't what he was doing. He was thanking people for their hard work. And what do you do if you're a leader and you got a team who's working their ass off for you? Do you wait till you get to the end of the project to encourage them? Or do you encourage them through the project? Well, people who are good team leaders, people who are good leaders, know that you encourage them throughout. When things are going well, you continue to encourage that behavior. That's how you win. That's how you win. But this, but but but, this, and I'd seen this guy before. And I th- I think he's from MSNBC, uh, or or NBC. I'm I'm not sure. Maybe ABC. I don't know. But I've seen him before, and he's asked that very same question. But the president basically said, "No, I'm I'm just, you know, I I there's been some great things that great things that are happening, and we're making progress." And I want to con- I want to cheer that progress. I want the American people to know that their government is making progress. That that they are not being. And again, that's this is part of it. Uh, I want to make sure that American people know that they're not being left out in the dark. There are actually things happening, because if you listen to the mainstream media, nothing's happening. The administration isn't doing anything. People are dying, and all this blood is on Trump's hands. That's the narrative that. That they want, as opposed to the country is buzzing. It is freaking buzzing. All sorts of things that have ha- that are happening at light speed that have never had to happen before are actually happening. Are actually happening. So there's that, and it continues. We heard a little bit ago, a couple of days ago, that um, that that COVID nineteen coronavirus Hong Kong flu, the Hong Kong flu, not the Hong Kong flu, the China flu, the Wuhan flu, is is really taking a toll in in the minority community. And the Surgeon General said why, but you know the the, the left and the leftist media didn't like that. Why? Because uh, when we're talking about black people, especially, in particularly, black people tend to have this set of comorbidities that make their outcomes, our outcomes, not very good. We tend to be overweight. We tend to have diabetes. We tend to have high blood pressure. All those things are not good. And I've got all three. I'm not scared. I'm op- I'm operating out of a sense of fear. I also have I also have the Holy Spirit. And I also have Christ in me. So I'm not I'm operating out out of a sense of fear. But I understand. I get it. There's nothing racist about that. That's just the truth. So so they tried to push. So what they're doing is trying to, they're trying to push Medicaid for all. Because they've they've already because AOC and some others have said that they, and Bernie Sanders have already said that this is if this is the case this is the case for Medicaid for all this is hardly the case for Medicaid for all hardly we've seen what's what's happened in countries that have had single payer systems 
they have not come up with any near the innovation that we're coming up with here. Not near. And and getting treatment has been a lot more difficult for people who are in those particular environment you know, meta you know what medical system environments. Even um the, the governor of New York has said that no one and it's it's great because Trump played this clip at his briefing today. He said that no one in New York has died because they didn't have a hospital bed. What's the narrative? There are no hospital beds. No one has died because they didn't have a ventilator in New York. No one has died because they couldn't get them to a ventilator. The only people who have died are the people that we couldn't save. Not for lack of trying. What's that say? That is 180 degrees against the narrative that Trump's not doing anything and, and they're not enough supplies and, and Trump didn't plan and we got into it late on and on and on and on. Like this this chick from, uh, from CBS brought that narrative up and he just, he uh, he didn't want to call her a bitch. He didn't. He was really cool. He asked her not to yell. Um, he didn't mansplain to her or anything. He was just like, relax. Let me answer the question. Um, who brought up um, the whole, you didn't act fast enough. You didn't act fast enough. Uh, when the fact of the matter is that the travel ban was well before anybody, especially on the Democrat side, mentioned it. He brought up a um, a, a, um, a comment from Brett Baer. Well, Brett Baer um, remembers there was a, um, a Democrat debate in mid-February where, where none of them brought up um, virus, coronavirus, or COVID-19. None of it wasn't brought up in their debate at all would think that they would have brought it up, but they didn't. And that was after they fought the president on his ban from people from that region of China in the United States. Dr. Fauci, who they love, and Dr. Burks, who they who he, they don't love as much, has already said that it's a great thing that the president acted as quickly as he did. But they still want the narrative to be that Trump didn't do enough and didn't do it fast enough. And now this is a narrative that CNN wants to that um, that CNN and MSNBC wants to run. A panel of CNN guests uh, accused Americans who want to see their country open of hating a certain minority group. See, this is a narrative. If you want your country opened, if you want to go back to work, if you don't want to see the economy crash, if you don't want to end up on on unemployment or or public assistance, or if you you don't want to see your life go down the crap can, then you want more black and brown people to die. That ignorant and hateful comment was spewed on Joy Reid's Sunday episode of AM Joy. Renee Graham, who's an opinion writer for the Boston Globe, believed that, pro- that the protesters are out there, and this, and, and this is what she said. They're not out there because they're upset about, they're not really upset about losing their jobs. 
Eh, they don't care about that, according to Renee Graham. Um, they don't care about losing their businesses. They don't care about that. Uh, or they, uh, I, mean, I mean, they don't really care about. They don't longer have freedom to associate. They don't care about that. They don't. Ha- they don't care about not having the freedom to buy certain products. They don't care about that. They don't care about not being able to watch baseball or watch football later on. Um, cause God bless. I need me some college football so bad right now. Um, or to receive certain medical treatments. Or send their kids to school, attend churches, or even to attend or enjoy certain outdoor activities. According to Renee Graham, that the protesters don't care about any of that. What they really care about is a bunch, what they really are, are a bunch of white people protesting. Um, is surely that they want more black and brown people to die. That's all that's on those people's mind. That's all that's on all that's on those on those folks' mind, and that's who they are. That's who this media is. That's who they is. That's who they are. And it is absolutely, positively shocking and amazing that this is the stuff that ends up on TV. This is the stuff that ends up on. On CNN, and these and these are the kind of opinions that, and, and they go completely unchallenged. This is what Graham says. One thing I really think is interesting is how these protests have started after all the headlines last week, or so about the disproportionate effect of the virus having on communities of color. And so when I look at these protests, what I see are a bunch of white people essentially saying, "Oh, it's affecting those people. So why do I have to change my life for them?" That's the most convoluted bunch of crap I've ever seen. Senior writer for The Root. The Root is owned by... Root is not black-owned, by the way. It's white-owned. Um, Michael Herriot then told Joy Reid that the protesters are saying quite clearly they want more black and brown people to die. If you want to, the government to open up, then you want... More black and brown people to die. Well, frankly, those people don't give a damn if the government opens up. See, this is their mentality. Nobody cares if the government opens. The, the government can the government can stay closed. Who gives a damn? You know, those people love government shutdowns. They love it when the IRS is closed. They love it when when non essential. I mean, when non essential workers aren't sucking sucking salary um, for, at, at, at the federal and state and local level. They love it. That's the last thing they care about is having the government open. President Trump and and um, and Dr. Fauci and Surgeon General Jerome Adams and others in the administration have all raised the issue of racial disparities in the Wuhan uh, coronavirus data. And I just told you what that was and why that is. But the facts don't matter for these people. The facts don't matter. We need a little break. We'll be back, and we'll have our our segment with uh, our segment. Bryce is right for the first time. I'm stoked. I'm excited. Uh, we'll be back right after these messages. Hi, this is 
You know, with so much content whizzing around out there, there's only one storytelling platform that helps you keep calm and stay informed and inspired. It's Flipboard. Yeah, Flipboard curates the world story so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. When you see stories that you want to save or share, just tap the plus button and add them to your private or public collections. It's that simple. It's used by millions of people every day. Flipboard is how people move themselves and the world forward. So get started now at Flipboard.com. That's Flipboard.com. Hi, this is Willie Lawson. Are you someone who wants to give more? Are you someone who wants to donate more to your favorite charity or even your favorite podcast and you just don't have the money because you got too much credit card debt already? Well, I've got something for both of us. Debt.com. Debt.com is ready to put you into a debt consolidation program that will save you money, save your credit rating, and allow you to live your dreams in the way that you would like to live them. That's Debt.com. Give them a call at 877-764-2393. That's 877-764-2393. Get out of debt today. And now it's time for Bryce is Right. Tim Bryce is an author, freelance writer, and the managing editor of M&JB Investment Company of Palm Harbor, Florida. Tim has over 40 years of covering Florida politics and national politics. It is a pleasure to have Bryce is Right as a segment on Fightback Media. And now, Bryce is Right. This is Tim Bryce with my column titled, What I Have Learned About the Democrats. I have been active in politics for nearly 48 years now as a Republican and have witnessed many changes to the party over the years. I have campaigned for candidates, served on political board of directors, served as a correspondent at political events, and have written about politics for well over a decade. As a political pundit, I am pleased to have correctly predicted the outcome of the 2016 and 2018 elections, and no, I certainly didn't do it by studying the polls. I've also watched as the Democrats have shifted from moderate positions to the far left. When I write about the Democrats, I can always expect some visceral rebuttal. From this, I have learned some of their fundamental characteristics. First, Democrats do not know how to argue, only attack. This is particularly true in letters to the editor or online replies. They usually rely on visceral sarcasm and obscene expletives to make their point in a Pavlovian type of response. This reflects their hatred and attempt to discredit the author by assassinating his or her character. Some have been so offensive, I have seen such postings automatically deleted by a publication. My question is, can you not argue without becoming belligerent? Quite often, the Democrats set down a smokescreen in order to create a diversion and not answer a pointed question. They regularly parrot talking points as prescribed by the media. 
For example, they accuse President Trump of being a liar, a racist, a homophobic, xenophobic, etc. They've repeated it so often, they treat it as gospel. In reality, there is no evidence to indicate he is any of these things, only conjecture. In my case, I have also noticed Democrats do not read an article in its entirety, resulting in convoluted comments totally unrelated to the subject at hand. Strange. Democrats honestly think they are smarter than everyone else, as such they believe they are the only ones who know what is best for the country. Their arrogance is their Achilles heel and explains why they look upon the president's supporters as deplorables who are condemned for their inferior intellects. This also contributes to their problem in arguing a point as Democrats believe it is below their dignity to argue with deplorables, only to dismiss them outright. Democrats tend to see a conspiracy in everything they oppose, which is why they insist on political correctness. Again, only their views are considered acceptable. This implies they want control, not compromise. So how do you argue with a Democrat? Stick to the facts and your principles. Online, they do not believe in a fair debate and rely on vicious discourse instead. As such, do not waste your time arguing with them. Also, in a public setting, do not allow yourself to be baited. The worst thing you can do is engage in a heated rhubarb and be dragged down to their level where you may say something inappropriate and lose the respect of your audience. It is just not worth it. Second, Democrats understand the power of culture control. Not surprising, they set the trends in fashion, music, entertainment, and news media. Anything appealing to the five senses. By doing so, they subliminally influence the perceptions of people as to what should be right and wrong. Not surprising, they are mindful of the power of symbols, which they either embrace or disgrace, such as the Black Lives Matter flag versus the police thin blue line American flag. Desecration of historical symbols and treatment of patriotic icons, such as the American flag. In my travels with the press corps, it was rather obvious they choose their party over God and country. Democrats have the luxury of controlling the public narrative, thanks in large part to their incestuous relationship with the news media. The morality of the Democrats is not the same as the public's. This was revealed not long ago by a Gallup report, all because they are acutely aware of controlling the culture. The party's political campaign playbook has long been that prescribed by Saul Alinsky, author of the book Rules for Radicals, A Practical Primer for Realistical Radicals. Alinsky, of course, is the well-known socialist community organizer who greatly affected the political schemes of President Obama and Secretary Hillary Clinton. In a nutshell, his underlying theme in terms of politics is all is fair in love and war. This includes cheating and deceit in political campaigns. Number three, Democrats do not assume responsibility for their actions. This became rather obvious recently with the resignation of Representative Katie Hill, Democrat from California, after reports surfaced of alleged sexual indiscretions with a congressional staffer and an admission to a relationship with a campaign aide. In her final speech on the House floor, she blamed others for revealing her indiscretions and claimed the role of victim. There was no admission she was at fault that someone else must be. Number four, Democrats believe they can buy votes simply by offering free goods and services. To illustrate, programs such as the Green New Deal, Medicare for All, and free college tuition may sound nice to the uninformed, but the country simply cannot afford to implement any of it. These programs appeal to people who want a free lunch, which simply doesn't exist, as somebody has to pick up the bill. 
Somehow the Democrats have forgotten what President Kennedy of their own party said at his inauguration. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Today, it is just the reverse. So far, the Democrats have been playing with money in the trillions of dollars. Let's hope they never discover what quadrillion means as they would spend it. Most politicians tell the people what they want to hear. Conversely, President Trump tells the people what they need to hear. There is a difference. In conclusion, I am certain my old moderate Democrat friends will argue with me on these points, but I would remind them it is a new day in Democrat politics. This is no longer your father's Democrat Party. However, I'll be interested to read their response to this. Let's see if they know how to effectively argue. Friends, keep the faith. This is Tim Bryce in Palm Harbor, Florida. Follow me on the Internet at TimBryce.com. You know, every man my age should have three things, in my opinion. First, you should have your own barber. Second, you should have your own car mechanic. And third, you should have your own florist. That's right, florist. My florist is Christine Vasconcello at Blooming Days Flower Shop, located at 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida. An FTD Top 100 florist, Blooming Days meets all of your floral needs while respecting your budget. Give Christine a call at 813-933-1942. www.bloomingdays.com Hi, this is Willie Lawson. You know, with so much content whizzing around out there, there's only one storytelling platform that helps you keep calm and stay informed and inspired. It's Flipboard. Yeah, Flipboard curates the world story so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 20 Four, seven. When you see stories that you want to save or share, just tap the plus button and add them to your private or public collections. It's that simple. It's used by millions of people every day. Flipboard is how people move themselves and the world forward. So get started now at Flipboard.com. That's Flipboard.com. Well, good morning. My name is Willie Lawson, and I am the host of Morning Report here on FightBackMedia.com, FightBackMedia.com. Um, it's time to go. Thank you ever so much for tuning in. Thank thank you for listening to Bryce is Right. Listen, you can go to TimBryce.com, TimBryce.com, and say, I heard you on the Morning Report. I heard you on the Morning Report. I heard you on the Morning Report. I'm sure he'd love to um, to to read that. Well, until we see you again, go out there and learn something, love somebody, and for goodness sakes, take care of yourself. We will see you when we see you. Bye-bye now. After my heart attack... 
cash from active care meant i had choices when i had cancer cash from active care meant i didn't need to stress so much about money what is active care active care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer heart attack or stroke and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out-of-pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com. After my heart attack, Cash from Active Care meant I had choices. When I had cancer, cash from Active Care meant I didn't need to stress so much about money. What is Active Care? Active Care is a supplemental health insurance policy that offers protection for covered cancer, heart attack, or stroke, and a choice of cash benefit options from $10,000 to $60,000. If you're diagnosed with cancer, a heart attack, or stroke, you could end up paying thousands of dollars or more in out of pocket medical bills. Active Care gives you protection at an affordable price. So get Active Care for cash, choice, and control. Active Care is brought to you by Colonial Pen Life Insurance Company and is underwritten by Washington National Insurance Company. Visit colonialpen.com for more information. This is a limited benefit policy. This policy has limitations and exclusions. For costs and complete details of coverage, visit colonialpen.com.